Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Shade, David Duke, and Splenda. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Imagine if you could order an extra bedroom for guests that you could remove after they leave. That's the idea behind Lenovo's next-generation data centers built for cloud computing. You'll have the ability to expand and contract server space on demand without actually adding more hardware. Lenovo servers are number one in reliability and performance because you don't have time for downtime. You don't have time for uptime. You're a very busy person. And Lenovo server systems allow you to partner with leading software providers to ensure your cloud solution is best in class. Learn more about how Lenovo is transforming the data center at www.lenovo.com slash data center. Tomorrow is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. Listening on your phone? Now you can pay while you listen using the same device. Just tap and go. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible city consumer credit cards and debit cards. Um, my guest today is my producer, Ryan Houlihan. And, uh, and the reason I thought it'd be good and fun for us to talk is that it's a fairly unusual day. Well, you're going to hear this on Tuesday, but this is Monday we're recording. And uh, well, I had some really big news today. One of my talents is, is being able to talk about other people's news. He loves talking about my news. And actually, um, some of the, my coworkers at my new business, because that's the big news, uh, are sitting in the control room. We've got an in-studio audience. Today. Yeah, uh, John Lagomarsino, uh, Billy Disney, and Jordan Oplinger are all watching. They're watching me with their cold, dead eyes, like the animals that they are. They don't understand this. They gotta. They have to learn. They don't know what it's like to be uh, watching me in a podcast booth. It's muscle memory. Yeah, learn by doing. Anyhow, so I, we, we're going to talk a little bit about the outline, the outline, and uh, independent media. Can I pause for a second? This is strange. What is it weird having me on your show to talk about you? Does it feel like you're hallucinating right now? Is everything topsy turvy? I don't know why I did it, but I took acid earlier in the day. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but now, as usual, <laughs> didn't not didn't really work out that way. I, t- I take sixty hits of acid every morning. Sixty, 60 hits. Do you have you ever done acid? No, I just don't. I don't throw that out there. Who would be upset with you if they heard you did acid? Probably my dad. Really? Yeah. I- you what know what he, he said what to he me? Say to he you? called me on the phone the other day yeah. and he said to me, he just got Instagram and he posts under his dog's name, but he he loves it. And he said to me, I What's his look- dog's name? Uh, Jackson. Okay. He was looking at you know, Instagram and he said, maybe you cool it on being you know so gay and like for, for women and like such a Democrat. Like people uh-huh. aren't going to want to hire you. And I wow. said, that's how I got hired at yeah. any of my job. I would want to hire you if you were any other way. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. It is. Is your dad crazy. like a Republican? No, my dad's new thing is that he's not going to vote. That's how he chucks the system. Well, you should tell him that's fucking stupid. I and, every day and and him every not voting helps Trump win. Absolutely agree. He doesn't like Trump and he doesn't like Hillary Clinton. I know, I know, for a lot I know. Everybody doesn't reasons. like. Yeah, no, everybody's. It's all sex. Look, yeah. I've come. I've come to accept that. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Hillary Hillary Clinton's offenses, which are all made up by the Republicans for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's not perfect. No, you know. Nobody's She's, perfect. But you know who's, human being. You know, who's, you know who's really not perfect? <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Like, he is the least perfect person that has ever been created. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry. I get it. We have two choices you don't like. But you're definitely being sexist. But it's like, like, it's, like you're, if you're like, I'm sitting it out. It's like, really? You're going to let Trump be president? But the idea that you're going to use, a, first of all, a right that people like 
millions of people have died to give you, you're going to use that. You're going to take that and be like, I'm going to throw a tantrum, tantrum, tantrum with this and about the con, the pull con the whole situation. country apart. I mean, that wasn't what I was talking about, but it does tie in very okay, specifically. That's, that's what it kind of. Well, how like. fucking crazy was it when he was like, she wasn't allowed to speak. And uh, I'm not saying that, but a lot of people have written that. Like, he loves couching no, no, things. No, he's, th- th- he's a fucking pathological liar. He's, believe sorry, can me. We, can we get real <laughs> about Trump? He lie. He lies. I mean, it's not just like, this is what's so insane. I mean, everyone is insane in this country. Yeah. I feel like the Melania nude photos, <laughs> campaign ender for any other politician. Remember? Campaign Howard ender. Dean made a weird sound and ended that was it. his that was it. He screamed too loud at a rally and it was over for Howard Dean. That was the the, the topic of the week. It's crazy. Do- Sorry. It's still Donald a meme. Trump, Donald Trump is such a broken person. He cannot, he doesn't even know how to be honest. But he was like, he was like, oh, you know, this thing about the debates. It's like, oh, the NFL sent us a letter. It's like, the NFL's like, we didn't send you a letter. Yeah. And his spokespeople are like, uh, well, he heard from an inside source. He's like, okay, he specifically said the NFL sent him a letter. So, like, how do you get from, like, a source telling you to yeah, – I'll tell you how you get to it. You're just making shit up. Yeah. You're just saying whatever comes into your mind. It must be so liberating. Think about how great it is to be Donald Trump. Think about the liberation he feels every day when he's like uh, – He's like, yeah, I just uh, raped somebody. And people are like, his poll numbers go up. Like, if he Because say, he is reality TV. It's just about attention. I know, but there's something He's wrong a with used this car salesman. How can we let, how can we, listen, honestly, how could it have gotten to this point? I think. How did it get here? We have to look at, I think. And what can the outline do to help? Actually, I was just about to say, I great think. Question. I think a great question. I think as the media, like mm. as, a, as a whole, it's by That's nature me. built That's to me. talk about what is happening today. The and if every day you have a worse scandal, nobody's talking about Trump University or Melania's copied speech or what he said about the Khan family because every day there's something bigger there's and so louder. It's so overwhelming. I think it's just so overwhelming that, that we're, we're checking out. You know, and I, honestly, I think the media. I like I mean, it's the media. I hate that term, by the way. The media. The it's media. so loaded. It's so loaded. Well, it's not. It's also not real. Like when he says, like the liberal media, it keeps reporting uh, unfairly. It's like, or, or they're just doing their job, and reality isn't totally. Fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. CNN hired but, but, your campaign no, no, but, manager. But listen, but oh, I mean, CNN is. There are some good journalists on CNN. Absolutely. My good buddy Brian Stelter. Sally Cohn was just here. Sally Cohn, she's great. Uh, uh, Wolf Blitzer, of course, one of the best. Uh, but Jake Tapper, okay, okay, but 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 there, that business is built to like keep a certain kind of customer from changing the channel. Yeah, like that. That is really what they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to get, or they're trying to now trying to get like a viral moment mm-hmm. on YouTube. That is like th- those are essentially the the um, the the compass points. On their long walk through life, okay, it's like how do we get somebody to not change the channel, or how do we get a viral hit on YouTube <laughs> at, th- at this point? And they're just bouncing between those two poles, and so it's 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 like this business is built to shortchange and conflate, and to drum up, and to hype up, and to basically bullshit through what should be meaningful and important news. You know, yeah. like I'll give CNN this: like they, they have enough cameras in enough places, they can do like breaking news pretty well, right? There's like a hurricane or there's a war, or there's whatever is going on. But when it comes to, to like anal- analytical, well thought out, meaningful, uh, uh, a d- meaningful depiction of what's really going on in the news, like th- that's not their job. Their job, somebody wrote this uh, article I commented on, I think it was in the Atlantic. And um, 
It was like, here's how the media can force Donald Trump to release his tax. Oh, this is another thing. Won't release his tax return. That is like. I'm sorry. You're you're a blue collar worker in Middle America, and you hear Donald Trump won't release his tax returns. What is your reaction to that? Is it is it? Yeah, live free or die. Nobody's I mean, business. Nobody's business. But but really, is it because don't you feel like because if Hillary Clinton didn't do it, it would be like what's she hiding? She's right. a liar. So don't you feel like? Donald Trump has something to hide in it's his tax returns. It's ties to Russia for being totally. I mean, honest. ties to Russia. Maybe it might just be that he's that he sh- gave fifteen thousand dollars total in the last ten years, and that's a high estimate to charity. Well, I can't uh, confirm or deny that, but uh, what I know of Donald Trump is he's one of the most charitable people. <laughs> Believe me, he gives huge donations. Huge. People how love they, him. How about the fucking the Democrats? Poor people how love him. Democrats with huge. Yeah. They're like that's like they're all over. I got a it dog now. with a bone. No, they're it's like crazy. dangerous. Donald. Well, Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine does a, is legitimately doing like a Saturday Night Live impression of Donald Trump. On stage, the DNC. And, I mean, but like compared to what he's doing, that seems like very relevant political discourse. That like, I mean, you had, are you kidding me? We had a, we literally had a moment in a Republican debate where they were talking about Donald Trump's dick size. <laughs> I mean, he was like, he's like, my hands are very one. big, and so is everything else, or something like that. Like whatever it was. It was something Ask else. Melania, and she said, yeah. we have to have the courage of our convictions. Ask, yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Four score and seven dicks ago. Oh, whoa. Uh, Did you just come up with that? Is that original material right now? <laughs> yeah, that's just off the hip. Okay, Shooting well, off the hip. Very good. That improv uh, stuff is paying off. Uh, all Pretty that tough. money. Guns so anyhow, so your dad is like, stop being so gay on Instagram. He was like, could you just so play it down? of women. Yeah. He also but, was but the person a- who said like, you really shouldn't wear nail polish. And I said, you're a hair metal super fan. <laughs> you can't tell me. Is that me. true? Yeah. How old is your dad? My dad is just turned 50. Your dad's so young. Yeah, he is. Your dad and yeah, I are, yet, like, your dad and I are like pretty close in age. Oh, really? Well, no. Not, no, not yeah. really. How old are you? In the middle. Um, 27. We're also pretty close in age. Yeah. In fact, I'm right in between your dad and you. Hmm. Yeah. And if you're at home, do the averages and find out Josh's secret age. It's not secret. No, and fuck. write that in, and you'll get a no prize from Marvel I used to have Summer. a Hollywood age, but it uh, once Wikipedia showed up, no good. You and Margot Robbie. <laughs> Margot Robbie is... Uh, she's my age. Technically. What does she say she is? She says she's, she says she's my age, but people think she's 30-something. Wait, people think she's older? Yes. Is that cool now? I don't know. Is being older cool? I think I don't I don't know says, anybody that's my says, age. Least cool guy in the world. I don't know anybody. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I'm an. Expert what is up cool. with being older? Is it is that <laughs> hip? Is that what the kids are into now? If, what, if you think it's cool, well, I understand. Margot Robbie's lying about her age. That's the that's the theory. She's lying up. She's lying down. No, she's saying she's she's saying she's 27, and people think she's 37. Wait, how old? What? I mean, she's there's a few celebrities where this is. She's not 37. That's what people think. What, what people? I don't know. You can't be people like. On you the, just, it's, you that's listen what to I'm hearing. Weekly. I'm hearing. I don't know. No, there's pieces that have been published on Jezebel. Uh, she couldn't. She wasn't allowed to talk. I'm not saying it, but a lot of <laughs> you're trumping. You're trumping Bobby, right now. No, Bobby Fingers. <laughs> oh, Bobby yeah. Fingers' conspiracy theory for like a year was that she was secretly an old. But that's the theory with a few female stars. Who else? Who else? Like Beyonce. Well, Beyonce is not that young. People think that she's a few years older than she's. How old is she? She's thirty-one or thirty-two. No, shut up! Really, she's a year younger than Britney Spears. Oh, she's very young. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, people think that she's. Jay Z is way older than her. That's why people think he's so old. I know he's really old. He's like fifty. I know that's crazy. But you know what's great? That's shocking. That is shocking to me. In the age of, I mean, how dare he cheat on her? (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, fifty-year-old guy walking around. What does he think he's going to get? Beautiful women like Beyonce all for his I whole don't know. life. It's working for Donald Trump. Is it really <laughs> comparing Jay Z and Donald Trump? And and listen, and they've had the Melania. same amount of success. No, I'm sorry, in the you're music equating, are you equating Melania with Beyonce? No, because that's offensive. That's not what I'm doing. I think a lot of people are going to hear this and be outraged. That's not what I'm saying. I got to tell you, I'm shocked. Listen, if you this want, this is how the press works. This by is the way, how right the press here. is going to say. Gotcha, gotcha moment. <laughs> this now. is CNN. This that's is your viral. Fucking, that's your sound bite. <laughs> yep. This is now. I have a Wikipedia page. Didn't before. Ryan Holohan, shocking, racially charged, <laughs> racially charged. That's a phrase I'd like to wipe out from the uh, from the books. I want to. What stop, is racially? I want to stop straight people from racially, saying shade. Racially, what? Straight people shouldn't say shade. It's not good. Give me that in a sentence. Um. Ryan Houlihan threw shade at Beyonce. I think but that's just, not that's not what that means. I think it's just uncool people shouldn't say since well, I shouldn't say shade. God, it's a kind of a tongue twister, isn't it? We'll edit that part she out. She throws shade. I by think the young. Seashore. I think I think young people shouldn't say shade. I don't. I just that's not what that means. That's not what that means. Like shade what, what does do not mean? Mean, mean. What does it mean? Shade is when please share. Uh, this is a quote from Paris is Burning. Shade is not when I tell you you're ugly. Shade is when I don't tell you you're, you're ugly, but we both know you're ugly. I think that I get that. But people people think isn't that, that it isn't like, throwing shade like doing that exactly. Throwing shade is when Aretha Franklin, when asked about Tara, Taylor Swift's talents, said she's got beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> okay, so I'm confused. Oh, I see what you're saying. So when people say throwing shade, they think they mean like they mean insult, but that's not what that's meant for oh, twenty yeah. years, thirty yeah. years. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Shade is like is like quietly dissing slash ignoring someone. Yeah, like not actually insulting them. Yes, but the insult is, is delivered. It's delivered through the lack of interest or knowledge about that mm-hmm. person. Like if someone said, "What do you think of Melania Trump's speech?" and I said, "She's a great model." Mm-hmm. That is shade. That's shade. That is very much shade. Uh, okay, so anyhow, how do we get on the topic of throwing shade? I don't know. That's just where my mind goes. <sighs> so anyhow, you had you were out drinking last night. I was out drinking. You told last me night. a you lot. Had a, you had a terrible hangover. You mentioned that already. You had an ice cream for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what was the occasion? Why were you drinking? I was. This is the hard hitting stuff you can expect on the outline. <laughs> by the way. Why was Ryan Houlihan drinking? Go to theoutline.com now and enter your email address for us. Go to theoutline.com. Put your email address in the email box. Hit submit. I was at a birthday party that was a murder mystery birthday party. Oh, yeah, a murder mystery. With an open bar for four hours. So, okay, so you were a character. I was a character. What was the character? I was the Prince of France, who was secretly a woman. <gasps> a princess? Yes, technically a princess. Okay. What a strange situation. What era was this set in? Um, this was Elizabethan times. Huh. What so. was the purpose of the uh, hiding? Um, the purpose was the hiding of the hiding was that there was no other heir to the throne, and we would have lost the family fortune. Was this chosen by you? Was it given to you? Given to random me. at random. Really? Yes. Interesting. That's and great. I, I got to wear a crown for the whole night, which was the thrill of my life. We had a uh, at one point we'd bought uh, these. Um, we bought uh, a murder mystery games that they had forty fives mm-hmm. records that came with them. Oh okay. Like you know you don't it like sets 40. the scene. Yeah, I know what it is. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh it's a type of record. Yeah, I know record. what it is. Okay. And uh and uh, It's like oh, a I mini got, disc. I sound really old right now. It's like now. a Sony mini disc. I'm like you're familiar with Tony Bennett. You know a hit clip. Uh what? Hit clip. There were these clips and you put them in a machine and they'd play 30 seconds of a song. 
I have no idea what you're You know what about. a hit clip is? What is a hit clip? All right, there's a machine in like 1998. It, you'd get these little, they look like th- 3DS games, like little cartridges, and you could clip them What's wherever you want. What's a 3DS? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and you plug it into the machine, it would play 30 seconds. What's of that the machine? Song. What is the machine? Like a little speaker, like a mini CD player. And you Does plug anybody know in. what he's talking about in there? You do. John, can you come up, please? Can you talk about it? Please f- you confirm don't want the to? existence of it here. I'm yeah. going to show you a picture of Hit Clips. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You yes. remember Hit Clips? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that was the 45. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think we should take a quick break. Okay. And uh, hear a word from our sponsors. And they'll be back with more of whatever this conversation is that I'm not really don't understand at this point. I'm sort of confused about it, but uh, I'm enjoying it. And that's the important thing. Tomorrow is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to tomorrow and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your city card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible city consumer credit and debit cards. This week's episode of Tomorrow with Joshua Topolsky, that's me, is brought to you by Earth Class Mail. Earth Class Mail moves your snail mail to the cloud, giving you instant access 24-7 and integrates with the tools and services you use every day. It's crazy that we've moved everything we do for business over to the digital world, but still need to pick up, sort, and manage physical mail. I can tell you I can't stand touching physical mail, personally. With Earth Class Mail, you get all of your mail scanned and accessible online 24-7. You can search your mail, send invoices over to your accounting software, sync important documents into cloud storage, deposit checks, and really just make running your business a whole lot easier. You also get a real professional address to share publicly with customers, business partners, and investors. And you'll never need to worry about someone showing up at your front door if you run your business from home. Now, uh, my producer, Ryan, has checked out Earth Class Mail, and he says it's a brilliant solution that's perfect for businesses and independent entrepreneurs of all types like himself. Visit earthclassmail.com. And you'll get your first month of service free when you sign up using promo code TOMORROW. That's Earth Class Mail and offer code TOMORROW. Anyway, so let's talk about, let's refocus. Let's right. talk about your okay. exciting news. If you want to. Because I don't think people fully... Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, that's fine. We can talk about it. So you're uh, releasing... Can I, can, I just say, can I just say that, you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm ecstatic to be talking about it. I'm ecstatic to not be like, hiding it. Because mm. I've been like hiding it. Which I don't know. Why. Maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. I don't really know. But it feels like... You kept half telling me about it. You'd be like, I can't really say, but here's what it is. Well, I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, you know, until you're ready to do something, you shouldn't... I agree a hundred. You shouldn't talk about it. Like, and I don't, I don't like, I wrote this thing on medium a few months ago and it was, it like people really responded to it. But, and, and, and part of, and, and that was like, part of it was out of like sort of this thinking that I've been doing and frustration of what our industry has been doing, like the media news media industry. And, but, but, but I'm, I always feel weird. I feel like it's, I feel like it's a, a an amateur move. No. To, to talk about a lot about what you're doing, to, to not just do it. Agree. I think that I mean I remember even when we were doing um, like Verge stuff, we would we would go to meetings, and uh, and the CEO Jim Bankoff, and and my partner Marty Mo, 
who were great guys, but were much better at talking about us than I was, like mm-hmm. much better at kind of like boasting because that was sort of their job. Um, and I always was like, <laughs> let's just let's just do it. Let's just not, you know, I don't want to. I do kind of feel like, and maybe that's a Pittsburgh thing. No, you lose mojo when you talk about stuff. Like as a creative. Yeah, that's right. So we should just end writing this right now. A book. <laughs> And just shut well, it down. Well, no, now you have a real business. You can talk about <laughs> Do what you're I, doing. I don't know. You know what? Here today, gone tomorrow. Look at the uh, look at the Great Depression. <laughs> you're you know? comparing your new media venture to the Great Depression to, no. and Melania Trump and Beyonce. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did. None of those were brought up in context of this. Okay. No, I'm Josh just saying. Josh is racially charged. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Wow. That's no, something. No. Um. All I'm saying is we've got to build a wall. Uh huh. Well, who's who's going to pay for this? How can we who's not build a wall? wall? I'll tell you who's going to pay for it. Mexico. What? They're going to pay. And if they don't like it, I'll put another foot on that wall. When you hear something you don't like, you retaliate with petulance. <laughs> so your new venture <laughs> is you're selling encyclopedias door to door. No. <laughs> Actually, it is a component of the new business. No. Um. Uh, where is that name come from? Well... You know it's funny how names work. I when when we were doing The Verge, mm-hmm. I got this name The Verge in my head very early on, and then we spent a long time talking about other names. I realize I'm not telling the story of the outline, but that's okay. It's all going to come back. It comes back around. It's like this is like Lost. This episode is going to be like Lost. <laughs> that one was. Um, it came up. I was having a conversation with with uh, uh, friends of mine, the owners of uh, Code and Theory, the founders mm-hmm. of Code and Theory, which is an amazing digital. Uh, agency here in New York and um, I don't know we were batting around names and I just I think I just thought of that out of the blue you know I think when a lot of people hear the word outline they're like murder <laughs> chalk outline yeah chalk. <laughs> that's interesting that's really interesting I hadn't thought of it that way um, anyhow but the outline that the people think of it as like oh I'm writing a paper I need to do an outline which is a, a popular way mm-hmm. to think of it but the more I thought about how it relates to what I you know hope to do or want to do with with this business, this you know, or a media business, you know, I think it's interesting to think about outlines in the in the um, realm of illustration, and that they are, you know, the outlines are the defining strokes of of an image. Like really, that is that tells like a very clear idea of what that um, of what that thing will be, without being colored in, without being um, uh, exaggerated or embellished. And I think there's something interesting about the idea of kind of figuring out how to draw the, kind of to draw the the outlines, the clear lines around an idea or a, a topic. But also, you know, it's, it just sounds cool. But talk, we're talking <laughs> around it a little bit. But uh-huh. So the new venture is a publication and a media company. Oh, we should say. So the new venture is is uh, two things. It is a brand, a media brand, news media brand called The Outline. And which is where I'm focusing all my time and attention right now. But that's part of a business called independent media. And independent media, the, I mean, the, ba- the core concept is, is um, I'm interested in building um, a media business that is decidedly outside of the kind of common or well-established system of media businesses. Which is click whoring? Is that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's not just that. It's also, you know... What 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 is the destiny for this business? Should it be should it be part of of Disney, mm-hmm. you know, or 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 should it be something that can thrive on its own? And I, and my goal is to is to create something that can thrive on its own and that has its own voice and point of view and position, and and hopefully, you know, the outline 
down the road, we'll be joined by other um, uh, other kinds of storytelling vehicles, whatever it's, those may be. It's interesting because it's like you're proposing something that which, which is entirely radical for the internet, but probably shouldn't be, which is like the New Yorker exists or existed as a magazine for a really long time. And like people were like, okay, this is for a specific group of people and it can still thrive. And I feel like because of the way like advertising structures on the internet are people are like well you know you can't buzzfeed's like you can't sustain news or you can't sustain like actual thought or any of that with that unless you're quizzing people on what harry potter child they are right well <laughs> like, i mean that, i mean that is a problem i mean there is just like actually there's a big part of this and by the way i feel like everybody who listens to this podcast probably heard me talk about this a bunch and also like it now occurs to me like i feel like it's weird that i'm just talking about myself on this podcast i mean i know i do that anyhow inadvertently uh, yeah today we're being honest about it <laughs> yeah, wow okay that's, <laughs> no, no. that's fucked up man um no but like no. There, there there is a uh i mean there there does seem to be this kind of like desperation to a lot of like what is out in the world and i'm not by the way i'm not knocking there's stuff that's really no. good like there's there is fun not important stuff that's really good and and stuff it's like just pleasurable to read or watch or whatever i, I just think and, and for me honestly it was kind of like I've spent a long time, I've spent a long time waking up and just going like, I wish there was something, like I just wish there was something to look at, to read, to see that was going to be like interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, there's like a kind of selfish reason for doing this, which is I I want there to be something better and more interesting. And, and that's part of what is driving it. But also, I just think that the media industry is really weird and doesn't, it is broken. And well, at the moment, it's like Coca-Cola is the only drink on the menu for everybody. And I like Coca-Cola, and it's not knocking it to say it's not a breakfast drink. <laughs> Coca-Cola, a proud sponsor of tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, look, there are pockets of great – I mean, the, there are people doing great stuff all over the place. Yeah. But I do think that like, kind of foundationally and, and fundamentally, I think that um, what I would like to do with this business and with the outline is, is question – you know, are what we think of as as the way to do it. Because I do feel like we've built a system on pretty old concepts. Like we've built, even the most modern media businesses are really built on very legacy ideas, like how you structure a newsroom, how you work with advertisers, um, what you think an audience potential is, what you think revenue potential is, like how you gauge those things, like how you judge who your audience is and and how many of those people should be paying attention. And I do think it's it's kind of, you know, I, I think the Yahoo, AOL, Verizon merger or whatever it is, is like the best expression <laughs> of the thing that I don't that I don't want but in, it's my, like, well, they've in been my life. Doing that since like AOL, Time Warner, like yeah. all of these companies have been trying to be like, this is going to work yeah. for 25 years. Yeah. Well, I, presumably there are some parts of it that work. I don't just don't know. I don't care about them. And I think this is actually kind of like really core. Like this is, I mean, we have this tagline, which is it's not for everyone, it's for you. And I think this is like really core to what I want to do, which is to say, I can't be effective, me personally and the people that I want to work with some of whom are here. Uh, uh, I can't be effective for like 100 million people. I I, yeah. I think that it would be, whatever they want would be very boring to me. Um, and and also like, I'm probably not gonna be that good at giving it to them. But also things aren't good 
if you try to shoot to be effective for 100 million people. Like, Louis C.K. didn't start out saying, I'm going to be the funniest, I'm going to be the comedian that everyone goes to stadium to Do you know to that? See. You don't know that. Well, I think I've heard him talk about it. He 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 did comedy for 10, 15 years where he was doing very middle of the road. And when he got very honest about his specific beliefs and his, like, his well, things that are specific to his life and that are deeper is when people connected. Yeah, but it's weird. It's like he also just, like, didn't he recently go bankrupt or something? Well, I think that's because Horace and Pete was a little yeah, too Yeah, Hor- Horace and Pete, like, uh, totally destroyed him as an There as was an a artist. little hubris in saying, I'll release my own television show to download. And it's like... Well, he didn't want it to be tainted. I get it. Yeah, I, I know get what it. it's like. I get it. I'm living that right now. You're obviously you're trying. You're shooting for more quality than uh, your average website, and you're dropping. You're not going to drop a thousand stories a day. No, because I do that. I kind wouldn't of do writing. that. I've done that kind of writing. I know you're a and you're, you're a uh, you're a content farm. You're a content I've farmer. done that. You're a content farmer. I'm, I've been a content farmer yeah. in the content fields. Yeah. And <laughs> here's the thing. You're in the the incentive there is to post 15 times a day and make the headline as catchy as possible and, and 50 actual, times a day and and you actual mean 15 per person per person yeah yeah of course I, I look it's not there's no huge I mean my religion on this is simply I don't want to make shit I don't want to I don't want to fill the world with useless repetitive regurgitated garbage you know I'm not saying that everybody else does but a lot of people do. Like I, uh, my time on this, on this, a tiny blue dot is too precious to spend, uh, making, making things that I don't care about and making things that I'm not interested in making things that I don't think other people will care about. Um, and so, you know, it's like, to, to me, there is a certain kind of quality, um, about doing this of if we just try to, to do something better and there are better things there are good things out there but if we just try to make something better and to do it like really um full-blooded and and without compromising or without you know with as little compromising as possible you always have to compromise here and there and i don't mean like in your values i mean you know there are going to be a hundred things that i want in the product on day one that I wanted to make that i couldn't well you make. promised in, in the wall street journal that it would cure cancer i did say uh, that was a sort of something we guarantee. Yeah, which might have been a mistake. I don't know. Uh, when I look back on it, was it a mistake? It's hard to say. But no, I mean, there's always comp- some compromise about because, like, you want to be realistic. But I just think, I, I just think, like, I, 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 I wanted personally. Uh, this is what interests me. It is what is, it's what's exciting, and it is where, like, I think the um, largest vistas are in terms of of um, what you can create. And and I I do feel like there's an audience, a big audience, that uh, doesn't is like a little bit underfed mm-hmm. in, in terms of what what in terms of great storytelling. And I look at something like The New Yorker, which is a brilliant publication and has brilliant writers. Um, but but I don't think The New Yorker is made for now. I don't think it's made for people who are, were born into this moment and have. The New Yorker feels like when you get. Um, an artisanal brand of jam and you're like, I'm so excited about this and you eat it, but you're not going to like buy it again. Like it gets sent to my apartment and sometimes I'm like, I'm going to read this cover to cover, but not every week. I'm like, I can't do this this week. I just got to like, right, it's like you get, it's like you get like a rhubarb, rhubarb molasses jam. Yeah. And you're like, look at me. And, like, this is, and it's got that little, like a uh, little string around the top, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's good. And you're like, I love Jill. But you know what you really want? You know Jill, you really I know. Want? No, I know Jill. You know what you really want? is <laughs> strawberry jelly and you know what i would love and that's what the outline is really a strawberry jelly but 
if if like the outline, I had that jam auto delivered in a birch box. Uh, <laughs> I use that shit hello. every day. That is actually our business model: jams in a birch box. box. We're calling it jam box. Is that taken? I hope not. It is taken. Is that available? I have a Bluetooth speaker called the jam box. Never so heard of it. Different taken. space. We're in the media space. That's kind of a different situation. <laughs> Anyhow, but no, I just I do think it's like I, your analogy you're selling your analogy through kind, the sharper your analogy image. kind of breaks down. <laughs> but I also don't think that we're rhubarb molasses. Jam. No, I don't. No, I know. I know what you're saying. But what I'm you saying is we people are, crave. We're fucking seven grain toast. People crave. Okay? That's what we are. Ezekiel bread. We're Ezekiel. No, come on. Don't get people me with that. crave Ezekiel. They mean the frozen bread. The I bread love that's in Ezekiel the Ezekiel f- bread. Do you? I do. I, I don't like it. anything with any. I don't like any religious sounding. <laughs> I don't want I, the soap with all the religious stuff mm-hmm. on it, Dr. Bronner. Yeah. You say no to kosher bagels. I don't want these bagels. Give me a non-kosher bagel. I don't know of a non-kosher bagel. What is that? I don't know. How, uh, have you ever heard Thomas's. of that? Thomas's. I'm sure they're kosher. I don't know. Can you imagine a, non, a non-kosher bagel? <laughs> oh, it's like those Maybe they make. Do they make a bagel for the anti-Semites who harass me on Twitter? <laughs> I'm curious. What happens when those guys want a bagel? They go to have Cracker Barrel. They go to Cracker Barrel. I'm sorry. Can I just? Can we just ask? Are neo Nazis? Do they not? Would they not eat a bagel? Because is considered like a, a a food of the Jews. No, they'd be taken back the night with eating bagels. I don't think that's what neo Nazis do. They don't take back the night. I think you're mixing. But honestly, like like I feel bad for these guys. David Duke has he ever had a, a schmear bagel? Some locks. Come on. Come on. That's the best. So who's on this team? Who's on your A team so far? Oh, a team. I like that. More like the O team, I think. <laughs> That's actually what we're calling them. Um, so, uh, well, I already mentioned John Lagomarsino mm-hmm. and Billy Disney and Jordan Oplinger, who are sitting here. Uh, Adrian Jeffries is a senior editor. Aaron Edwards is a senior editor from BuzzFeed. Uh, Adrian came to us from Motherboard Advice. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, she was at The Verge. <laughs> o- old friend. Um, Leah Finnegan, who is the uh, uh, managing news editor at Genius, or was. Was. <laughs> I, just, I feel bad saying that, but um, she was like really smart and funny, and um, you do not want to be in Leah's crosshairs. <laughs> I can tell you that <laughs> if you're on the internet. Um, and Ivar Vong, okay. which sounds like an t- insane foreign name. Mm-hmm. He's our CTO, okay. but he's actually from Oregon. Would it be a problem if he wasn't? Yes. Because <laughs> of your wall. Because no, the business model the wall, to build the wall. The wall that I told you that it's going to be built. Um, and uh, Amanda Hale, who is our head of revenue, she comes to us from Talking Points Memo, which is a really, really good uh, uh, political website, mm-hmm. which I think is considered to be left-leaning. Yeah. Um, thrown by Josh Marshall, who's uh, a anything chief, a anything genius. that's sort of grounded in facts is uh, perceived to be left. Anything that believes in anything that believes in science, we're reporting and, de- and denounces of any kind. Denounces <laughs> Trump is seen as a, a hardcore left wing. Speaking of, what's your voice that you're going for with this? Are you going to go for a, um, a snooty, snarky liberal voice? No, like like. No, I was actually <laughs> talking about the liberal Jew media. I was actually. Well, <laughs> I, I was actually telling you earlier about the NPR. I was listening to NPR a lot. I've been listening to NPR a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, that won't be the voice. <laughs> so that's not relevant. <laughs> you just telling, you know, I've been watching a lot of Family Guy, but that's not the voice of my. Uh... <laughs> I can tell you this. Family Guy definitely will not be the voice. Really? Definitely not. So you're going against the grain on that one journalistically. <laughs> can I say something? What? I fucking hate Family Guy. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. All right. Do you like it? I don't know what it is. It had is. a moment. I don't have a t- No, it didn't. It had a moment. Did it? In the early 2000s, it was like, random is funny. 
All right. So what's the voice right, of yeah. this publication? Um, I mean, I think I, I want the voice. I mean, what? It, well, I certainly will sound a little bit Herman like Herman Munster. Voice. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. No, really? Because it feels like a real burn. Um, I, I think what's, um, what's really important is that is that there, I think in one thing about news is that it is humorless. Mm-hmm. I think that is like uh, a problem, right? I, we We are... Well, you have the two ends of that. You have the Samantha B, and oh no, no, of course you've the got New York this, like, Times. total satire, and then you've got like yeah. the real news, you know. But like, I think when you say the... Gawker falls in somewhere closer to the middle, Gawker falls a little bit in like the middle. we're obviously biased. But but but, um, one of the things that attracted me to going to work at Bloomberg was Business Week, and the voice that Josh Tierengel had kind of developed there, which mm-hmm. I thought was, I mean, when I. When I went there, I mean, I had been talking about Business Week as you know, when I was at The Verge and Vox. I'd always talked about it as one of these things to kind of like aspire to, or that was like I felt like it was real competition. Like, mm-hmm. These guys are really kind of smart. They're funny. They're picking weird topics. They're going after big subjects, you know. But they're doing it in a way that was very modern. I think that there's not enough of that in media. I think when you look at something like a CNN, I mean, they may not. I mean, they may conflate and not really give you like a good news story, but they certainly won't. They'll also do it without any humor, you know. But are you looking at daily covering the daily minutia of campaigns, or oh, are you looking oh, oh, at no, bigger no, no, investigative no, 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 pieces no, no, no. with a voice? Well, I mean, I think because I think, that's like I a think, vice. I think the answer, well. the answer is neither of those neither things. Of those I mean, things. I think what it's like those sound like real extremes of like oh, the landscape that we know. But I think there's a way to what I'm most interested in doing is, is saying, you know, we have three areas of coverage that 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 I've been thinking about and that, that I talk about and I've talked about with the team, which is power, culture, and the future. And I think those three things are actually converging in a really interesting way. I think Donald Trump is an incredible avatar. That is such a better cut down of stuff than tech, fashion, yeah. uh, beauty. So, <laughs> so, but like power, power is like business and politics, you know, who has power, who wants power, what they do when they get it. Yeah. Um, culture obviously covers a lot of things. I'm, you know, in for me, it, I'm most interested in, um, but from like me, how, how we, to how criterion. we, how, how we, right. I mean, internet culture is obviously a big part of it, but how we live with one another, how we love one another, yeah. um, um, the arts, right. Film, art, uh, uh, music. Um, uh, and, and then the future, what I think is interesting about this is that obviously like my background is in technology reporting. And so it would be very easy to do like tech coverage, but I think, I think that's the wrong way to think of it. I think that there is this kind of bigger view of, of what is happening. I mean, I think actually like when we started the verge, there was still, there was, st- there was still like a story, a thread to, to cover about like what the technology, the nuts and bolts of it really meant, like how mm-hmm. it, it would impact, you know? And I think that we do come, we do go in these like peaks and valleys in terms of, of innovation. And I think that we were at, at that point, you know, five years ago, we were in a, a, there was the kind of rise, the peak of that. And I think we're in a valley right now. And that valley, we don't know how long and how deep that valley is. But I think that that in terms of like the, the nuts and bolts stuff, that's less interesting to me. Like the phone you have in your pocket and the phone I have in my pocket, they may be different, but they basically do the same thing. Um, what's interesting now are these kind of like these uh, axis tilting events that are happening, like the kind of stuff that Elon Musk is talking about. He doesn't just want to um, build a car. Yeah. He wants to change 
the way we live. Well, right? there there's like the, the paradigm shifting, like the idea that Uber changes the dynamic of, for example, comedy in LA. Like people can go to stand up shows and drink at comedy shows because they can Uber home now, and they couldn't do right. that before. Exactly, and that's a great story, and I'll be looking forward to reading about that on the outline. <laughs> that, but that the thing you just said, that kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe that's a story that someone's written. I, I don't know. It's just a phenomenon that I know about. Okay, so that's to me. So that what you just described is exactly, almost exactly what I'm talking about. Like when I think about the things that I want to write about or think about or talk about. Because who cares about the speed of the processor in my phone? Or who cares about the fact that like Uber is ubiquitous? But like Pokemon Go is the story, not that I have a force touch on my phone screen or not. Is Pokemon Go the story? I think AR is. Is it? Absolutely. You have people running through Central Park. Or is it what happens when AR is is widespread? Is it what happens when, you know, they find that then the... You know, you, you end up uh, you end up finding a dead body while playing Pokemon Go. That was was that a fake story? That was a real story. That was and real. it's happened several times. Well, it turns out that Pokemon's love hanging out. They love dead corpses, bodies. <laughs> and that's why you named it the outline. You know what? And <laughs> <Ed> scene. <laughs> um, but but the uh, but the thing that you said about Uber, I think, is 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 really telling. And the audience that exists on the internet right now is a is a sophisticated, very different audience than one that existed five years ago. And and they they've been raised on the iPhone. They've been raised on BuzzFeed. Like yeah. that is not this novel thing to them. But their understanding of the world is very different and and very mature in a lot of ways. And their but their world looks very different. Yeah. And that's why like going back to that New Yorker analogy, you know, I think it's brilliant. But I don't think it's built for the moment. Yeah, as good as like a lot of their digital stuff is too. It just is, there are opportunities that we're not exploring. And that is something that I really want to do desperately with. with, with so, are you trying to avoid like uh, Facebook y sort of like instant articles and like, you know, uh, Twitter clickbait headlines that get shared and retweeted a thousand times with a joke or. No. <laughs> um, no. But what's, I mean, what's, what's the problem with that? Is there a problem with Facebook saying. No, I, I actually, actually, the one thing, the one thing, the journal article that, that they wrote about um, that they kind of got, didn't quite get is, is we're not like shunning social. I think mm-hmm. social is a really powerful tool. I think that there is an incredible, like that audience I'm talking about that is the smarter, sort of more evolved audience is, is absolutely lives on social and a lot of different channels. But the question for us and for me is just like, what do you do there? Like, mm-hmm. what's the appropriate right way to speak to that audience versus like, is that my printing press? You know, is social the entirety of my existence or is it a one tool that exists in a in a set or sequence of tools that are like really Im- important and valuable if you're building something from scratch? And so like that that's that is the way I think of it, that latter way is the way I well, think. Well, it's also of it. the idea of like <laughs> the worst thing that I ever have experienced in any of these sort of newsrooms is the idea that every social channel gets the same message and it's like we're going to come up with specific slightly different voice uh, to write a sentence about what this article we're linking right, to is right. and it's so annoying or the idea that we'll post the same video on Facebook that we post on YouTube and we'll link to that on Twitter and that's just our social strategy yeah. as opposed to giving me what I might want in this environment. Well, I, I, I think I think I think that's yeah, I think about um we did this piece what is code at Bloomberg last year in 2015. And it's a 39,000 word like massive article took up the entire magazine. We did this huge digital thing. But like if that story is presented in an instant article on Facebook, 
Do you, I mean, do you think the best way to reach someone with that story is to give them 39,000 words in an instant article? Like, that doesn't make no. sense to me, right? Yeah. And so, so there has to be, you have to think about what is... Code. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think about what's a, what is appropriate yeah. for that place, that time, that audience, that mm-hmm. moment. You know, and, and so, so I think the question is, how do you build a better narrative that doesn't just work on your platform, mm-hmm. which I'm very interested in? Because the open web is the most powerful, most interesting tool that we've ever had to tell stories, and is is a is a is 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 like the one true platform that actually binds us together. But like, but then when you, okay, let's say you serve your purposes there, you do what you want to do there as this kind of like primary um, stage. What do you do for Facebook? What do you do for Twitter? What do you do for Instagram that isn't duplicative, that isn't the same, that isn't like I shared this video in six different places? How do you try to tell the right story for that? audience at that moment well it's like it's sort of like uh the shade room or those sort of places that make the most of a specific yes the shade room is actually our first acquisition (laughs) uh that'll become a part of the outline but it's like the using the limitations of a specific thing like what's funny with instagram is that everyone's like link in bio or whatever like because they have to use the weird limitations set down by the instagram that's just instagram's um uh, inability to develop their product, I think, is what we're Or like on there. Twitter, when you link to something, you have to know you're going to get a bunch of anime outlines sending you um, gore porn <laughs> as your responses because this, Twitter's inability to filter out <laughs> assholes is oh. part of its network. No, but is it? I think, uh, I will say this, Instagram is fascinating to me because it's become like almost a blogging platform. Yeah. Like I follow Questlove. Yeah. And he will just write like... Thousands Amy of words. Amy Sedaris's Instagram is the most stunning display on Instagram, period. Why? Why? Because she posts any random thing that she thinks is funny with no context. There's no explanation. So you just get these weird pictures and you have to try to put together a picture of her day or what she's doing based on... See, I think that's great. I think that um, platforms are wonderful because you know there's this famous quote, which is attributed to William Gibson that I don't know if it's actually his quote or not, which is the street finds... Marilyn Monroe said it. <laughs> The street, the street finds its own uses for things, mm-hmm. and I do think that there is this quality, like the RT, yeah, on Twitter, yeah, didn't come from Twitter, yeah, it was invented by users, and I love that shit. Like I love, I love the idea that, and this is, gets kind of back to the core of of what I'm talking about with like how you think about if you if I'm if I'm doing the outline and what are we to social, what is social to us, the like. It is in the way that it is all about, like the way that you use. It. Yeah, you can ride an algorithm. Like I get that. Yeah, and 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 that to me is less interesting than figuring out if you're here in this place this time, and I have something that is worthwhile to like show you or share with you. Like, how, what is the what is the mechanism? What is the function? Well, it's like it's like it's like how do you siphon how the brain works into a specific tools and like a framework and i think what you're talking about and not to be too like mm, what you're talking about with your <laughs> publication yeah. is siphoning away that our brains work that no that people aren't doing which is like it's like an infomercial this is like one of those like uh well what i'm what i was told to do is do a hard sell for oxyclean <laughs> that's what i'm it's doing like p90 p90x oxyclean. or whatever the fuck it is it's but like there's so like your a... system that your system you've created <laughs> is so effective <laughs> at weight weight loss and fat burning that people can't be fat if they wanted to (laughs) people i took p90x 
and I ate everything that I wanted to, and I could not. Wait, do you stay think P ninety X is a food? Is that a thing? No, it's, no, a, it's, it's a pill. Workout? Isn't it a, a workout I think system? It's a pill. I think it's a workout system. No, is it really? I'm doing Jane Fonda moves <laughs> in the booth. That's Does cool. anybody know? Can I get a fact check on this? P ninety X is like is a workout what? system. I thought it's it was tapes. like a sp- I thought it was speed. It's like tapes. Uh, it just shows you how t- out of touch I am with the infomercial world, or out of touch you are with uh, physical fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very out of touch with physical fitness. I can tell you that. My my Apple Watch has requested I stand several times during this conversation. <laughs> it's like starting to get desperate. It's like, I lost please, two pounds. It's like, please just stand. P90X a workout or not? P90X is a workout. Is it really? Yeah, it's I a workout. It like, I thought it was like a speed thing. No, P90X, I'm sure they have products you can buy, but the idea is that well, you- Well, we were in a hotel in Detroit recently, aka last, this weekend, mm-hmm. last weekend. And one of the channels was just an infomercial channel for at workouts mm-hmm. and on the TV. And they- it was like the guy who invented P90X and there's this amazing clip of him where people were like working out on the beach and he just like jumped in and started like doing started like doing the workout with the parkour. <laughs> it was like it was like kind of like Okay, parkour. wait. I've looked it up. P90X seems like a system of pulleys that you pull your body. P90X looks like an S&M situation. This is why I eat ice cream for breakfast cuz fuck I kill, kill for some ice cream right now. <laughs> If people would are interested in what you're launching, where can they go? Go to theoutline.com. Mm-hmm. Put your email address in the sign-up form. Okay. And then we'll, we're going to send you information about what's what's happening. Infomercials. For we're going to send you spam. a, P, you're a getting P90X infomercial. <laughs> you're going to get a letting letter and some spam. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get old letting letters. What we're doing is we're part of our business is that we take the old letting letters from like uh, last year, I did an interview from with Tavi Gevinson from March 2014. Well, remember when she was relevant, and uh, we send it to you. Yikes! Hot <laughs> Tavi Gevinson takes you didn't ta- you didn't you didn't cotton to her American Horror Story uh, guest role. Oh, she on that? Yeah, she did. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's great. Her and no. Gaga. Oh, same season. Same season. Oh, that's intense. No, she's great. No, go to go to the outline and sign up, and we're gonna do a bunch of stuff in the near future. Mm-hmm. We're uh uh. We're now in like whatever, right before you go out of stealth completely, mm-hmm. if you're like in that middle stealth, not stealth mode, that's where we are. So you're uh, one of the uh, bombers that Trump is readying for Mexico. We're ready to um, we're ready to drop a bunch of atomic bombs. Uh, <laughs> of <laughs> content. <laughs> content atomic bombs. Content bombs. On what, whoever is uh, deserving, <laughs> most deserving, whoever, whatever Mr. Trump tells us to do. That's, You're weaponizing the Lenny letter. That's what we do. All basically. right. Yep. Well, thank you for coming on my show today, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on my show, Ryan. This was a distinct pleasure that I can't wait to hear played back. Happy P90X to all our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> P90X, not a sponsor, by the way. I just want to be clear. <laughs> and no one here, no one has been using the P90X system. Well, that, hey, look, it's been great. It's been great. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though your family is all hopped up on P90X, and they may never come down. <laughs>